Hello. 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 No, you I'm unthreatening. No, it's hello. It's like, da-da. Hello. No, you're dragging it out too much. Hello. I'm unthreatening. I'm lovely. Come and give me a big cuddle. Yes. Oh, dear. So, the topic today... Are you saying that I am threatening? You're very threatening. Go on, Nick, what's the topic today? The topic today is the Mm -hmm. following. Is it time to admit that the experiment of decimalisation has failed? Well said. Well said. Glad someone's finally having the guts to say that. What episode is it? Number 66. 66. Clickety-click. Highway 66. Clickety-click. (laughs) <laughs> clickety sick, clickety click, fifty-four. <laughs> clickety click, two fat ladies, one nine. On its own, number sixty-nine. Yes, and um, all the eights, we... four. <laughs> anyway, sorry, go on. What do we have to drink? Oh, we're having a drink this week, aren't we? Yeah. It's my bottle opener. You've brought with you mm-hmm. a beautiful bottle of Christmas pudding wine, which is meant to be chilled, and we're having warm. Well, it's very strange because we're in the gazebo studio. Yes. Um, and and as as recently as two weeks ago, we were using this as our walk-in fridge. Yes. Because it's so cold in this room, we don't use it for six months a year. Um, and we genuinely, you can see my bottle of lemonade there, genuinely keep the b- bottles yeah. of drinks in here because it's so cold, it keeps it in the refrigerator. And now it's an oven. Two weeks later, cooking the drinks it is, which is fantastic. Yeah. This is Christmas pudding wine. Mm-hmm. Uh, Muzak, Muscat. <laughs> Muzak. Muzak. It contains Muzak. Uh, Muscat de Rive Salties, mm-hmm. says here. Um, Appalachian Muscat de Rive Salty Controlly. Mm-hmm. Produit de Fond. Good. Let's uh, have some Christmas. Oh, it's a 2008. I've heard that's an excellent year. For Christmas pudding. For Christmas pudding, why? <laughs> it's 15.5% volume. Oh, it's from Marks and Spencers. Let's try it. How lovely. Why did you bring Christmas pudding wine? I just thought it was appropriate, you know, the time of year. Yeah, it's deliciously sweet. Honeyed white. It has buttery softness and strong muscat grape perfume. But should be had cold. <laughs> You're very angry. I am. By the fact that it's it's a, a little bit chill. But not I'm for, for furious. It's quite cold, the bottle. No, but not right now. Tell me, tell, tell me how much you love wine. Tell the nice listeners at home all about wine. We've talked about it before. Have we? Yep. So we're not going to talk about it ever again. Really? Yep. Oh, okay. Sorry. I felt like when we talked about it over lunch, that it was uh, a fresh topic in our minds. Yeah, you would have thought... It's funny you mentioned we have lunch. It disturbs me that as you turn the corkscrew in that you can see no mo- mo- no motion but it's going down. Oh, it upsets yeah. me a little bit. It does. Oh gosh, I don't like doing this. I don't really because I don't drink wine. I'm an open wine. You need to put the cork in a bit. You need to put the screw in more. Really? Just screw it more. But it's all. It's like nine miles. There we go. Nine miles. I can't do that. Why not? Are you weak? Oh, there we go. Are you a man? Can't even iron cork a bottle. Flip an egg. Can't even iron cork. He's going red in the face. Cool. Hey! That was a toughie, that was. It was. Look how swollen it's the cork boy. is. Look how swollen the cork is. It is. It's no wonder I was having trouble. Bang! With your swollen cork. <laughs> he meant penis. <laughs> no, I just meant cork. Ugh, 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 ugh. Not that much. It's wine, Nick. It's not liqueur. It is. I know you're used to the 40% stuff that we gulp. Are you ready? Who thought corks were a good idea? It's ridiculous. It's got to be sealed the bottle. Screw, screw tops are so much better. Absolutely. Right. You ready? Oh, it smells like wine. Pud- Christmas pudding. You ready? Mm-hmm. Wow, that's sweet. Mm. <laughs> that's quite nice. It does need to be chilled, though. It smells like ordinary, yucky, spiteful... What is it you say? Like drinking a battery wine? Yeah. It just smells like regular wine. Mm. 
but it tastes like spiced Christmas. It tastes like sweeties. Spice as we've established is the right way for alcohol. Mm. Mm. I could get quite sozzled on that, you know. Actually, this would work quite well as a spritzer as well. You made it into your own sort of aqua libra. Yes. If you just added a bit of fizzy water. No, it would would dilute the flavour down and take away the magical property of it being too strong. I I postulated an experiment today. Uh I wanted to... um, I wanted to have a look at what would happen if you visited Wikipedia... Wikipedia's never right. Ah. If we visited it, just visit a random page and let's talk about it. And then we get bored, we'll talk about another one. Well, I'd like to do that too, but you know, I have to insist that we talk about Amigas and Ataris. Okay, Doing the argument we're having before we started recording. Well, obviously Amigas are better than Ataris. See, now, I had an Atari and my friends had an Amiga. So, of course, at the time, it was my contention that the the Atari was better. But you admit it isn't now. I have no idea, because they never used an Amiga. They don't need to use it, it's objectively better. The, the the Atari had basically had a 68,000 and a very generic, a simple graphics chip and very generic, simple sound chip. The Amiga had a revolutionary uh, coprocessor, a graphics coprocessor, the first of its kind for a home computer, um, which allowed 4,096 colours, had hardware sprites, um, it had bobs, it had a blitter chip, which the original ST did not, it had uh, four channels... Uh, digital sound which the uh, sampled sound which the ST originally didn't it had a fully preemptively multitasking operating system which the ST did not I mean do I need to go yes, on yes it did the ST had a far better it did not have a preemptively multitasking operating system it did not Gem was cooperatively multitasking when uh, it bothered to multitask at all sorry I mean do I need to go on <laughs> objectively I can I can destroy every one of your arguments in one fell swoop go on the buzzy bee loading icon cursor Mm. You can't compete with that. No. The cursor turned into a buzzy bee. As I wrote on Eurogamer last weekend, uh, you could use it, you could make it fly around the screen while something was loading and sing the buzzy bee song. Yeah, uh, that's. The Amiga had this little cloud, it had a little thought cloud with zzz. Uh-huh. That's nowhere near as good as no. the buzzy bee. No, okay. You mentioned something before we recorded about how the ST was considered better for audio. It was used for yeah. producing music long it's, after its very interesting. It's, it's lifetime. Do you know why? No. Um, Basically, the Atari ST's internal sound production facilities were actually quite bad. They were very bleepy and bloopy. Right. Um, the Amiga had quite good for its sound quality, although it was 8-bit, 8-bit fully full stereo, um, stereo. Sound, sound sampling. It was quite revolutionary, and it was DMA everything. Very good, good quality for its time. And that's why, of course, the Amiga scene developed sound tracker and things like that, you know, right. tracker mods and things like okay. that, which are very... Influential, and but what did the ST have? The ST had deluxe paint. No, Amiga had deluxe paint. Oh. ST had a built-in MIDI port, right? So you could plug it into your keyboard. Oh, I see. Um, with the Amiga, you had to spend four pounds ninety-eight to buy one that plugged and we into your parallel port. We were only discussing MIDI last week. Yeah, the Amiga you had to plug into your parallel port. And I remember it cost four pounds ninety-eight because I bought one, <laughs> and you got a MIDI port. So the fact that it had one already built in that you yes. didn't have to spend £4.98. It's a trivial difference. Mm-hmm. That made all the difference in the world, and that's why wow. I got into music studios and things like that, and it had Cubase and things written by it. And I think manufacturers can learn a lesson there. Yes. Yeah, that thing that you think is trivial and that won't make a difference could make all the difference in the world between whether your product is used for And yet Apple are putting out an iPad 2 without a USB slot, so... But they can get away with that because they're Apple. Yeah, because they're evil. Mm. I'm going to press a random article on Wikipedia and see what it says. Okay. 
Bloody Schleswig-Holstein or some some American municipality, yeah? Bosco. Okay. This article is about the Warner Brothers cartoon character. For the old Irish Jordan Stevie character, see Bosco. Have you... Do you know that character? I do not. It's very old. Bosco was an animated character uh-huh. created by animators Hugh Harmon and Rudolf Ising. Mm-hmm. Bosco is the first recurring character in, in a Leon... Sh- what did you say the subject was likely to be? Before? What was your suggestion? Schleswig-Holstein. Well, you've got Schlesinger here. So uh, very close. Oh, uh, Leon Schlesinger. He was the one who created all those old mm-hmm. um, cartoons. Let's see what he created. The old, weird, black and white cartoons. Did he, did he create Felix the Cat? It looks like his style... Leon is come and load thing. Um, he let's see. He come on, come on, just tell me. Come on, Wikipedia. All I want to know is what things he made. No, it's a secret. Doesn't say. Well, what do you think of those old black and white cartoons? Well, it depends on the cartoon. Some of them were great. I think they were a lot more fluid than a lot of cartoons you see today. There's a certain fluidity of motion. Yes. Which is, you know, things just tend to warp. It's almost and like there were more and... frames per second. Or yes, something. and yes. they tend to. There's just the general quality of motion qua motion. I'm not talking about animation and the effects. I'm talking about just generally the feeling that you get of liquid motion mm-hmm. was far more pronounced than They had a kind of almost a weird yeah. spaghetti like arms yes, and legs. Exactly. And things were extrude and so on. Yes. And it's weird that we no longer produce. Cartoons that look like that, except when we're parodying cartoons. That like that. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. But Family Guy decides to go old timey yeah. for a moment. But one can, I really, and there's those weird little pin prick eyes and the things like mm. that. I quite like that style of cartooning, actually, just generally. Not in a kind of even a nostalgic or weird way. I just like that. I'd like to see a modern cartoon made like that. Have you seen the 3D Wile E. Coyote cartoon? That sounds blasphemous. It's interesting. It's actually. It's reasonably good, and the 3D is very unobtrusive. They made, I think it's a, it was made by a studio as an experiment. For uh, when? It was a, this year, I think it was For made. what? I don't remember. It's, short it's, it's, on, it's on YouTube. It's a short... It's a typical Roadrunner-length yeah. cartoon. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's done in, in 3D, but it's very unobtrusive 3D. It doesn't look all like, look, I'm in 3D! Mm. It's just nicely animated. The, the only problem is the wit isn't as good. It's quite good. It has lots of bungee-jumping jokes. Um, <sighs> but it's not quite as witty as they originally were. No. Well, those are very witty. If you go, if you see Looney Tunes back in action, which is a great movie that no one watched, um, which stars Brendan Fraser as Brendan Fraser's stuntman, mm-hmm. um, who can't stand Brendan Fraser because he's such a prick. Oh, and is this the one where they play basketball? No, that's Space Jam. Right, that's you... Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan. That was many years before. Right, um, back in action is where. Daffy, uh, Jen, uh, what's her name? What's the Scientologist who was in Dharma and Greg? Oh yes, Dharma and Greg. Yes, her. the blonde one. Yes, she plays an e- the evil boss of Warner Studios. And she would be evil because she's a Scientologist. Exactly, and she's the she's the boss of Warner Studios, and she fires um, uh, Daffy Duck. Yeah, and um, Bugs Bunny walks out in fury at this happening, <laughs> and the two of them go off on this big adventure trying to find out something and to, to expose the corruption in Warner. And you've got oh, that's, I like the song exactly, and you've got Brendan Fraser true to playing, the breaking breaking the frame. Um, yeah. Introspective and, rule. And Brendan Fraser is, 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 is playing a stick because it's like humans and cartoons interacting. Mm. Um, which, which you I do like. always love. You do love. And, um, and Brendan Fraser must have really is spoofing loved, himself brilliantly. You must have really, really loved um, yeah. Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Bed Noms and Broomsticks. I loved Who Framed Roger Rabbit because it's a brilliant movie. It is a brilliant movie. It was, it was on at the BFI last year. Which oh, really? Seen. Oh, what a shame. Mm. Um, yes. Brendan Fraser. Bread, bed Noms and Broomsticks. That mm. had that in it. Yeah. That did Mary Poppins. Mm-hmm. Mary Poppins had the uh, yes, the dancing the, the, penguins. The, the, yes, and the, the, et al. Exactly, they did. 
in those days it used to be... That have we actually... talked about Mary Poppins on this before? I feel like we might have. Not to that degree. In one of the greatest movies, greatest suffragette movement films I've ever made. I, it was my first film that I consciously saw. It was the first film my, my mother took me to see. As I've said this before, but she took me to see it in the cinema. It was the first film I was taking oh, to yes. see in the cinema. And I was in trance by it, and when it finished and the lights came up, I started crying. I'm not surprised. It was a good first film, I think. What was that? You saw that in 1940? What was it? No, it was, it was shown at a really old cinema. In when South did Africa. it come out? It was, it was colour, so when was it? 1960-something. Um, was it that late? Uh, late 60s. Because it was... It, well, so interesting, because the film comes on every year or, or so and people roll their eyes. But it's worth watching it anew, because the film is... You were still... Walt Disney was alive at the time. Which is remarkable, bearing in mind its content. It's a film about the suffragette movement and about how... Um, women can be the head of a household and the father in that house learns gets fired from his job mm. and has to learn to be um, yeah, sort of beneath his amateur. wife in terms of it, it was actually a book before it was a film yes mm. but it's just fascinating that that, that film is that, that those messages get through in that film they're not they're not squashed beneath the songs and Dick Van Dyke's terrible accent what do you think of Julie Andrews I think she's very good in the film mm. spit spot spit spot it's a good film she's quite frightening which is interesting she should be because she's a witch, yes. which is the thing a lot of people forget about that. Yeah. <laughs> some, something including Capilota gave it full marks. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Christian, who worries about the most trivial things. But oh, know. we should go through Capilota one week on this show. Uh, we we sort of mentioned it. Yeah, we should actually go through some reviews. Yes, yeah, exactly. a lot of fun. If you want to have fun, go to Capilota dot com and. Um, just you'll into the first one you read you'll laugh the second one you read you'll laugh a bit the third one you'll start to feel just not so much angry it's just really upset for mankind you sort of feel it's a so- bit demoralising you so feel a bit after so- two. you feel a bit sorry for him actually and the legions of people who wish to read his site mm. yes you feel sorry for him when you start reading about all his fundraising attempts and how they never makes any money please pay me more money to go and see more movies and then tell you why you shouldn't go to take your children to see him he's not is interestingly he's not against the films and he's not against adult content in films he's just against the rating system in America but he's rather than campaigning to change the rating system he just instead obsessively takes apart every film and says why it's an atrocity against God so he ends up coming across as a zealot and I think he gets quite upset about this because he's He's obviously is a zealot, but he doesn't think he is, and he's not trying. People accuse him of trying to do something he's not trying to do, and I think he gets quite upset. Yes, but what was quite funny is even even Black Beauty didn't get full marks. That's right, because the boy the boy is told not to run into the burning bu- the burning shed to rescue the horse. But but of course somehow because he'd seen this when he was a kid, Mary Poppins. <laughs> That's right. The film about a witch with magic powers that flies around, Christian- disobeys her man constantly, disobe- disobeying of parents all the time. Yes. Um... Uh, the occult all the time. All the time. And it's so funny. And, you know, when Christians are frothing at their mouth about nonsense like Harry Potter, ooh, witchcraft, ooh, mm. you think Harry, Mary Poppins would be a bit of an issue. You think so? It isn't. Okay, well, that... First uh, topic went well. Let, let's see what happens when you refresh the random page. You might have to go back to the random link. Want me to help you? Oh, you know, I don't have to go back. There it is. I found it all on my own. Clever boy. We're sitting a long way from the microphone. I hope we're not too echoey. I hope not. I think if we go quiet, we might be able to hear the sound of the, of the real world. Yeah. The birds... Oh, sh- 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 the birds and aeroplanes. Mm. Yeah. What's the next topic, then? <laughs> the next topic is Humber, St. George, St. Barb. Mm-hmm. It was a federal electoral district, district in Newfoundland in uh, Labrador, Canada. Always these electoral districts, yes. Uh, that was represented in Canadian House of Commons from 1968 to 1979. Oh dear, why did it die? Oh, so let's find out why it died. I've got some election oh. results here. 
Oh, okay. it doesn't seem to say. Newfoundland. Oh, hang on, let's have a look. It was abolished in 1976 when it was redistributed to Buren, St. George and Humber, St. Barb ridings. I bet you they got all upset about it, like they got upset when they got rid of the Yorkshire ridings in this country and had to bring them back again, like when they brought back Humberside. What do you think of... Um, what do you think of Labrador and Newfoundland and all those sort of places? Do you ever have a yearning just to go and visit there? I wouldn't like to... Finland. I wouldn't like to fly there, but what I'd like to do is... What you can do is you can get these transatlantic journeys. You know, so there are some crossings, which are very good, and hopefully you'll go on one, one day for mm-hmm. your wedding. But there are also ones which you, you kind of... The ship will kind of island hop across oh, the Atlantic. Oh, I'd so love to do so that. So it's kind of... It kind of starts... It, it stops at Iceland. It stops on Greenland, mm-hmm. and then goes around various places, and then goes... Stops at Newfoundland. And places on Labrador and places like that. When that, I think that sounds that really appeals to me somehow. Oh, you, know, yes. these places, you know when you fly over them in the aeroplane mm-hmm. and you look at the live map and you finally run out of Atlantic and you get these little little frilly bits. Yes. On the American coast, and you say, oh yes, Labrador and Newfoundland and that sort of stuff. And I think it's pronounced Newfoundland. I, I think that's how they like to pronounce yeah, it. Really yeah. emphasise the found. Yeah, it's newly found. Newfoundland. That's what the locals say. But there's a certain romance to it, don't you think? Of just thinking of you're flying over this, the, the, just the beginnings of. This continent, the frilly beginnings. Mm. Or you don't feel that, you don't care when you look at it on your little map. Well, I prefer to look out the window and see it. Very odd. I find that map very unhelpful. Because it, it never shows what the... Th- I, I, why <laughs> can't I just choose which screen I'm looking at? All I ever want to know is time remaining. That's all anyone on the flight wants <laughs> to know is time remaining. Mm. But instead you're forced to look at a little animation of an, a Native American <laughs> jumping up and down. Racist. Uh, <laughs> zoomed far in on this. Oh, yes. It's like, I want to see how... I don't care what the outside temperature is. Uh, I'm not planning on going uh, outside. Little, little, little trick. Yeah. Little trick. Yeah. Um, Virgin Atlantic, that's the default view. Yes. But if you go into, you press one of the buttons saying turn on grid, it's bizarre. Sorry, am I boring you? <laughs> oh, shut up! It's called turn on grid, you press the blue button. This is for all your Virgin Atlantic flyers. Yes. As long as you're using V port. Turn on grid, it says, which is a bizarre thing, mm-hmm. and so you don't ever bother pressing it. Oh, uh, yeah. But if you press it, it actually brings up a whole menu system where you can pull down. You can zoom any part into the map you want to, and you can also pull down any stats you want to and keep those up, oh, okay. including time, including the distance, the, including the direction of Mecca. <laughs> That's useful. She's a little arrow. Yeah, you need that on a plane. It's not something you can in- instinctively, in- instinctively figure out on a plane, is no, it? No, exactly. So I'm flying BA in, to America in a couple of week or two. Oh, I'm sorry. I haven't flown to America in uh, a long time. It's nearly, been nearly, over nearly a year. three days. Yes. It's been over a year since yeah. I've flown to America. Nearly three days. I've forgotten how to do it. I've forgotten how to do that eight hours, ten hours. It'll be ten hours. Oh, Seattle, it was worse. It'd be eleven hours. I hope you're, you're going. Um, you're, you're, you're going premium economy, I assume. Yes. Good, good. Who's um, taking you? I'm flying over to Seattle. I can't it's say yet. It's a, it's a business trip. So it's a company in Valve. A company in Valve. A company in Seattle. So it's obviously Valve. <laughs> I was it's obviously Valve. It's a secret. It could, it could be PopCap. Well, I'd already said Seattle, so everyone can figure it out. Could be PopCap. Could be uh, um, Microsoft. It could be Bungie. Be Microsoft could Gaming. be a division of Microsoft. Microsoft Gaming could be. Bungie. Might be learning about Microsoft Flight. Bungie there, there are an awful lot of companies there, but no, flying out to see okay. Valve. So you're going to see on on your British Airways. Mm-hmm. I keep you. World Traveler Plus, Nick. Are you looking forward to fancy, it? fancy seats for me? Are you looking forward to it? I'm looking forward to being in America for a bit. Not the flight. Oh no, I'm really not looking forward to the flight. Eight, ten. It could be longer than eight hours. It, yeah, it's probably going to be closer to ten or eleven. Yeah. It's just too long to be in one place. I don't want to be anywhere for ten hours. No, not even in, alone in a tiny chair. No. Slightly bigger chair. Slightly bigger than tiny chair. It's really not that much bigger, is it? No. Um, oh, have you... Are you fl- now, you've flown upper class, haven't you? I've flown all the classes. Well, I haven't flown first class on... On BA. Yeah, but I've but you've done upper class on yes. Virgin, which apparently is better. 
Yes. So I've never, I've never even, I've, the, the highest I've ever gone is premium economy. Right. So I, you have to tell me, uh, contrary to your beliefs that these business trips are all flying us around in business class. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, where does, where does the experience start? The experience starts, at, funnily enough, it starts at the airport. It starts at your front door. Well, no, that, that's just advertising. That's the funny thing. Only if you pay a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, if you pay your six thousand pounds. Whatever. For the but no, if you get the cheap ones, the, the ones on the sale, then you don't yeah. get that. Um, so you arrive at the airport and you can check in at your special upper class desk. So you don't have to worry. Be with oh, Hoi Polloi. the Hoi Polloi, yes. But All then, people. but then, you go up into a special lift, a special lift, mm-hmm. just for you. And then <laughs> now they knock it down as soon as you've been up. And then at the other, there's there's a little 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 glass door when you get up in the lift. Yes. And you put your ticket under it and scans it, and the door opens. Uh huh. And there's this parquet wooden floor corridor. Nobody else is there. <laughs> and you walk down this uh-huh. parquet wood corridor, and there's one lady there who looks at your ticket. And then you go through a security scanner, where there's I've never I've there, I think there was once one person in front of me. Usually there's no one there. And then you go through it, and that's it. There's nobody else there. Right. Um, and then you, and so that 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 that's the whole security. So you can literally get through that through the whole arrive at airport, and be at duty free within two minutes. That's not exaggerating. Um, then you go to the clubhouse, mm-hmm. where it's it, it, it's you get free food, any free food you want from the menu, any free alcohol you want. Um, Cocktails, champagnes, rums, whatever you want. Sweeties. You can have a haircut or a massage. Of course. There's a jacuzzi, um, which which I mean, involves packing your you swimming to, yeah, you'd have to them, yes, you'd have to. If you wanted, you have to do that. But they do have a place you can get changed. Uh, okay. Your they own have towels. Yeah, of course, they've got oh, the full, you can full spa in thing. Yes, okay. full full spa thing, of course. Um, um, can you go nudie? Can you go skinny no. dip in the... No. Oh. no. They won't Sorry, so you can't do that. That's um, a shame. Well, I just want to pack... And, they, and they've got like this little waterfall in there and these lovely kind of bubble chairs. Maybe if you took trunks, tiny trunks, they roll up. These lovely them. bubble chairs that float from the ceiling. They hang on this chair in the ceiling so you float about in them. Then it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's actually, you, you quite like being at the airport. <laughs> that sounds it's good. a bizarre situation. And there's, a, you know, there's lots of newspapers and magazines and you just take what you I want. I quite like being at the airport. There's plenty mm. to do at the airport. Yeah. I don't do all this. So, you can go and have dinner and breakfast in Frankie and Benny's. Yeah. You can walk around the Dixons. This is all, this is all included in your ticket price. The Dixons then you go duty to, free. Now you're upper class, the C. So you arrive on the plane. Um, if you're going up last, the best upper class seats are actually on a Boeing 747. Upstairs? No. No, downstairs. In the nose. Oh, in the nose, okay. Because because it's shrinking, you've only got very the few seats there. The, the pilot's upstairs. pilot's above you. Yep. It's the quietest place, and it's in the nose. So literally the front of the plane. Mm-hmm. And Making this, a good cushion for everyone else. Yes, you smash exactly. into the ground. So the seats, assuming you don't fall backwards, of course. Um, <laughs> That's true. The seats, the seats are... <laughs> Planes can't... No, it would never happen. No, I refuse to So the seats... So basically, they're they're sort of like these leather armchairs with dividers on either side of you, so you can't really see other people unless you want to uh-huh. on either side of you. I don't like other people very no, much. Exactly. That sounds great. And uh, and then in front of you, you've got like a little ottoman you can put your feet on yes. a little leather ottoman. Or and then there's a very big table. I mean, it's probably about half a meter in size, a proper mm-hmm. size table, um, which which you can bring out and bring out, and that's its normal. And you can adjust. You can and you can recline it a bit while you're taking off, even because it's got airbags in the seatbelt. Um, <laughs> Is it really? Yes. Wow. Um, so, so that's fine. The more you pay, the more important that yeah, your exactly. safety is too. So you, so you sit there, and, and of course, before you take off, you're given your champagne and so on, mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. you'd expect. Um, yes. And then once you've taken off, and you 
and you can have you can have lunch whenever you want to. But usually you have it at the right time. Then there's afternoon. There's a cream tea that they offer you. That's help. That's helpful. Useful. Because you know, never know, have yeah. any idea who's on the plane. And of course, they've got a bar which you can go to as well. Especially if you're an upper class, any famous yeah, exactly. person we feel like impugning could be there. So you can go to the bar if you want to, which is things that you're. At your, at your. Uh, well, they mix a cocktail for me. They will if you ask them to. Okay. I have a Bellini, but you wouldn't like that. What's a Bellini? It's a kind of peach juice with champagne, but you pretend not to be able to drink. Champagne. I dislike champagne mm. intensely, and have had migraine reactions yeah. to it. In the Try having it with peach juice. You might prefer okay. it. Um, and then you get given your lunch, as you wish, and um, to get a menu and so on. And when you're, you get given, you get given garlic bread. Garlic bread. Mm. Garlic bread. Fancy that. Now, what happens? You then press a button, and the chair turns into a bed, but it doesn't do what you might think it do. It does, which you might think it sort of just slumps right, right down. But it doesn't do that. Think of the think of the chair, the back of the chair. Mm-hmm. Okay, what it does is the whole back of the chair falls forward, so that what you were sitting on is now underneath the chair. So you have to stand up to do this. Yeah. this is awful. You stand up, or what do you would probably? I would do? be furious. You probably you go to the loo and you tell the um, air hostess. Okay, I call them air hostesses. You, you come air hostesses to, to make it up for you. And so, it's, so on the back of the chair is like this foam mattress, right, which folds down flat, and then joins up with the ottoman. The ottoman, yeah. It's about six and a half feet or something, and then they put down a little covering, <laughs> a little duvet, and a little. Um, Do they have a turn down service? Yeah, well, they put down the duvet and the covering and the little pillow. You can go to sleep if you wish. Oh. Now, also, you don't have to go to sleep because you can also twist the the videos on an arm. Mm-hmm. So you can twist the videos so that it's. But you can watch it in bed. Surely no one uses the in-flight video anymore. Surely everyone brings their own entertainment. They can, but no, you can use the the in-flight video is is useful because you don't have to worry about batteries. That's true, but then I bring so much stuff. I've got my amazing S9. It's a beautiful piece of kit. What's it has, S9? It's an S. It's a. It's technically an MP4 player, um, but it uses OLED. Mm. Uh, I'm trying to listen to my neighbours. We're trying to figure out if my neighbour died today. Sounds like they didn't though, because there was an old man shouting. Oh, they said upbeat and happy. I don't think yeah. anyone died. That's good news. Yeah. Um, oh, listen to the laughter, Mick. Yes. Maybe she's delighted he's dead. Yes. In a, in a, we saw a private ambulance outside the studio. Which tends to mean, <laughs> I've been taught recently, means meat wagon. Yeah. Um, what was the what was I talking about? Never mind. Who cares? Your S90. Oh, yes, my S9. Um, it's an OLED screen, so it's a really lovely picture. And, it's, right. and it plays 10 hours of video. So it's perfect. It's a picture device. better than on your iPod. Far better. Yes. IPods tend to be a bit wash, and I well, they're just, they're just regular out. LEDs. Yeah. Yes, the OLED just looks absolutely amazing. And the blacks are very good. And it, and also, S9 doesn't have any proprietary restrictions at all. So, so it's you all, just put on any video. Any, 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 pretty much. It can't and handle. And it can't handle HD, but it'll put any any video codec. And, I, and there's no iTunes stuff to worry about. No, listen. so you just you just drag and drop. There's and no also, when you plug it in, it doesn't automatically delete everything that's already on. No. it's slightly different to what's on. And the there's computer. no. You don't even need to, you don't even use a program to run it. You just go into Windows and or Explorer or whatever you use and just drag and drop the files mm-hmm. onto there into the right folder. It just works. And it just works with unlike, whatever video codecs unlike Apple you've, products. Down, you've not downloaded, of course. Legitimately purchased. Unlike Apple products. Yes, which indeed. don't just work. What happened to your iPhone the other day when you plugged it in? My, uh, I just deleted no. all the music on my iPhone. It thought you were being a bit kept of a... the podcast, but all the music was yeah, gone. I think it thought you were being a thief, didn't it? Well, no, no, it wasn't even. I wasn't I even. Think it I didn't were... even have the cheek to plug it into my netbook instead of my main PC, which is absolutely intolerable behaviour. Yes, because you could be a thief. I could be to distributing the music across multiple computers, stealing the power source from my. Mm. Um, for, what I found is a good technique is just to keep iTunes out of date <laughs> on my. Um, Netbook. So when I plug it in, it doesn't insist on installing itself. It just throws up an error message, and then we'll charge. We'll charge the phone after right. that. 
<sighs> so yes, when I go on a plane, I take this like when I, I remember when I first started doing because obviously I, I, I fly to the I used to fly to the states quite a lot for work. Why don't you so much anymore? Um, because I don't really work for ma- magazines anymore. I work for I work for our own site, and we haven't we don't do as many US trips. Do you not do you not write for any magazine now? I write a monthly column for PC Gamer, and that's it. That's it. When will that stop? Um, whenever I choose to. Now I'm kind of doing it more out of nostalgia than anything. This is their back, which I've been writing for twelve yeah. years. But I I started in issue seventy eight, and next week I'll be writing issue two hundred twenty sevens. Their back, I think. But yeah, so I like the guys at Gamer, and I like the guys at Eurogamer. So it's fun to write for these places that I like. Mm. But at the moment, you know, my efforts are focused on Rock Paper Shotgun As because they should be. that's my business and that's what makes me money. So, yeah, so no, not so many jaunts anymore. No, fewer jaunts. Um, although we, you know, RPS still goes on, gets invited on these trips. We're not, we're not chasing exclusives in the same way. So we're not desperately running around the world trying to get every scrap of information. We'd just much rather write something entertaining. Cool. Um, yeah. So anyway, um, hot. But back in the olden days, yes, I used to take. A wad of CDs with me and my, oh, yes, my I remember CD, that. my Discman. Yes. Um, and I used to I have that. Just, you know all sorts. Of, I had to take multiple books, and it's like everything is now just consolidated into one slim device. It's mm. so much better. I don't even need to take carry on now. I can just take my pockets, Excellent. and I've got all the entertainment I could need. Yeah, I remember. I take my netbook as a battery supply power, but <laughs> just that's literally what I use yeah. it for. Just powering up the devices. Yeah, I've tended to use them use it as that as well. It's amazing how over the last five five years really it's changed. Because even I remember even a few years ago, one would still go on with with your CDs, and I took taking an audio book on a CD once, and mm-hmm. things like that. It's just bizarre to think yes. of it now. <laughs> it's great. Uh, well, I, I'm tempted. Oh, have you ever been tempted by a Kindle? Mm-hmm. I'm tempted. Mm-hmm. The, reason the DRM I'm t- is too evil. To the, the, DR- the DRM is problematic. Plus, I don't really. Uh, the, the machine itself is incredibly tacky. Mm. Um, it, the screen's great, but it's all buttons and the buttons are rubbish. Yes, and I don't really like that. I don't like the. the, 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 the but the other day I was sat in Starbucks and I was reading a book and I thought I want this to be a different book now, and yes. I couldn't make it be that book. And the only way I could get a new book was to have to leave Starbucks and go to a shop and buy a new book. Yes, that's what a ridiculous state of affairs. Why can't I just get a new book from here? Exactly. That is compelling about it, but on the yes. other hand, I think that could be too compelling, and I think you could have a lot of books. Well, I have a lot of books start. I don't read, <laughs> anyway, yeah. that's the reality. It is true. My shelves are overwhelmed with them. But the other thing is you can't lend a Kindle book, which is pretty crappy. No. Although I don't believe in lending books either. You don't lend books, you give books. Yes. Never lend a book, just assume you've given it away. Then you're not allowed to, you're not even allowed to give away games now, are you? No, you can't. Sharing is absolutely outlawed. We're taught at school. Sharing is bad. Sharing learn, is wrong. Learn never to Don't share. Don't share your with your toy or toys with your brother. That not your only sort of not says. only shouldn't you, it could be a crime. Exactly. If you share that toy with your brother, I'm going to put you in a prison. <laughs> yes. Little prison I've made out of baby <laughs> gates. Yes. That's what's going to happen to you. That's what we're all taught at, at home. Yes, exactly. It's a bizarre state of affairs where one day you're taught that sharing is good. So you're taught that sharing is going to bring down all of Western civilization. That's right. Let's see what Wikipedia is going to ask us to talk about next. Tiny Broken Heart. What's that? It's a song written by Eddie Hill, Charlie Levin, and Ira Levin. Uh, the Levin Brothers recorded it in 1956 yeah. mm-hmm. for their first album, Tragic Songs of Life. Which sounds like a lovely <laughs> album. I'd love to have that album, Tragic Songs of Life. It has since become a bluegrass standard. Oh, excellent. There you go. Click on Tragic Songs of Life. I feel like this is cheating. It's not no. random. No, no, just just for that. Uh, do you want the title? Should we get the the, ty- the track listing of some tragic songs? Yeah, I just want to hear what the tragic songs of life are. Hey Chuck. Yep. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, Don't Let the Door Hit You. 
That's nice. Yeah. Number three, Poor Red Georgia Dirt. Poor Red Georgia Dirt. That's an evocative title. Uh, number four, Last Goodbye. Number five, Chicken. <laughs> number From six, Last Goodbye to Chicken. Number six, Separation. Uh-huh. That's appropriate. Number seven has a question mark, and then in brackets, The Gay Bar Song. Hmm. Not it's, sure about that. <laughs> there's a more recent Gay Bar Song, isn't mm. there? Um... Oh, hang on. This is... Oh, no. Look what's happened. Oh, you are a fool. No, it's not my fault. They've linked it incorrectly. I've got... This is the Tragic Songs of Life written by... At least by the Easy Hose. Oh, it's the Easy Hose. Of course it is. <laughs> the rest are... You shook me all that long. Throw it, alo- throw it away. Lost Highway. In the Pines. And On the Rock. Where the Mos- where Moses stood. But let's get the correct one. Yes. Oh, it doesn't seem to... It they doesn't may, have the... They may not have a link. It doesn't have an entry for they link to it, and it's a lie! It's linked to the wrong one. Let's, let's close down Wikipedia, it's broken. This is the problem with Wikipedia, you can't trust it, Nick. All the facts are incorrect. And then when it makes a mistake, just written no, by people. there's no way of fixing it. It's written by people. Unlike the Encyclopedia Britannica, it's written by the alien robot. <laughs> it's written by the special clever robot. Yes, the infallible alien robot. <laughs> This is written by people. <laughs> yes, I want my encyclopedias to be written by infallible alien robots. We've got a, a city this time. Incorrigible. What's the city? It's um, it's in India. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called Silchar. S-I-L-C-H-A-R. Would you like to visit India? No, I really wouldn't. No, I really wouldn't. Because Isn't that odd? I don't like diarrhoea and every westerner who goes there gets it. Yes, my brother got it. Everyone And he had it on the... He was sick, really sick. Mm-hmm. Not just diarrhoea, but... Yeah, everyone gets DMV. And he was on the flight back. I can't imagine a worse imagine an eight, way to spend my time. Imagine that, at that length of flight. So the flight that you don't like. Now imagine it with DMV. Oh. Can you imagine that? No. It's actually just horrific to think about. Oh, no. See, that's what I genuinely don't want to go somewhere that will make me sick. It just, I'm... Plus, uh, I mean this literally. It, apparently it really smells. Right. India. I'm sure you get used to that pretty quickly. Maybe you do, but it just, it doesn't appeal to me. No. Once no. it's sorted itself out and become the, become the world economic leader that it pretends it will be becoming, fine. Mm-hmm. Until then, I'll wait. I'd like to see them do something about their caste system. Yes. That'd be nice. China. Oh, China's lovely, isn't it? Well, it's, we're supposed to pretend it is now. Oh, yes, it's all perfect in China now. Mm. They've got democracy there now. You still can't vote for your government, but they've got, somehow they've got democracy. They've got democracy and, you know... If, you know, if you, just, if you say anything bad about the government, the secret police will come and get you. And but they, they do they have killed. democracy. Yes, yes. Cause, because, you know why? Because they've lent a lot of money. <laughs> That's yeah. why. They've lent a very large amount of money. The ribbon-tailed astrapia. What's an astrapia? It's also known as the Shaw Mayer's astrapia. It's a, um, a medium-sized... Um, Oh, just up to 32 centimetres long without including the tail of the male, which can be over one metre. I don't even know what it is. Velvet black bird of paradise. Bird of paradise. That's a very evocative t- uh, title. Its well. tail is 32 centimetres, but its tail can be over a metre on the male. Women birds. Well, they don't. I mean, if you look at the peacock, the peahens. Indeed. Grubby brown thing. Mm-hmm. And look at the peacock with all its colours and so forth. What can we learn from this, Nick? We can learn that you need to wear lots of vibrant, shiny colours and a massive frock and just throw a brown bag over Laura. <laughs> That's a good idea. That's all I've learned. How's the wedding going? Uh, we, we, it's, it's, it's not starting for at least like a few more months. But how's the planning Thank going? Goodness. Oh, endless, endless. All the clichés proving to be true? Well, not really. What are the, tell me what the clichés are. Um, the, the trivial things you have to prepare for. The seating list... 
Oh, well, yes. We we're going refining through who do we invite for dinner whom, and who, whom, do we, whom do we invite for dinner. Um, are you having a split wedding? What does that mean? First and second class. Yes. I'm not coming. Are you not? No. Few. There's fewer people to feed for. for, for no, I. 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 I um, we can't. Af- we can't. I af- promised. I promised that anybody who treats some of their guests as second-class citizens, we wouldn't attend those weddings okay. anymore. Fair enough. So we won't. I can't afford. You think I'm joking? We can't afford to well, feed everyone got, we'd like to good, invite. Good. You've got three fewer. So people we have to two feed. choices. You have three fewer people. We to have feed. two choices. You're we such just, a British. You have, have, you're such an Englishman. We have two. You're choices. such an Englishman. We have two choices. You ungenerous. You ungenerous. We can invite awful Englishmen. Or we can invite a, a, only oh. a set number of people for food and then ask other people to come before Invite and everybody and have a buffet. We can't afford... It costs a fortune. We've already got as many oh. people coming for food as we can afford. I'm not talking to you anymore. <laughs> Enjoy the podcast. You've committed, a, you've committed one of those crimes. Yes. You have. Really? You've committed one of those English well, would crimes. Would you like to pay for enough food for everyone to come? You've committed one of those English crimes. Would you like to pay so it doesn't happen? It's not my job to pay, it's the bride's father's job to pay. It is, okay, so we should tell him that he needs to feed a couple of hundred extra people or something. It won't be a couple of hundred. It'll be a hundred at least. Fine. I can't, we can't afford to feed an extra hundred people. So don't invite them at all then. Well, you see, that's worse. It's not worse. It is worse. It isn't worse. We're going to... They're either worth inviting or they're not. Does Chris say, you're sort of worth inviting, but actually you're not that good, is it more of an insult? We're going to invite as many people who want to come to the service as, as obviously as they wish. And then after the service, we will be serving everyone who attends cream teas. <laughs> Which <laughs> I'd like to say... jokes. I'd like to say it's Laura's idea. And no one else who listens to this tell anyone else why we're doing that. Because <laughs> it will just seem like a normal thing to do to everyone else. But to us, we'll be giggling into our sleeves. <laughs> right. Um, so we're going to be serving cream teas for our guest protection. Yes. Um, and that will go to everyone who comes and to the And then wedding. you're saying, right... All the second class people, yes, people who aren't worthy of my attention uh-huh. and money and my largesse, because this is what I, this is what the Brits call Epicurean. Can you imagine an, an Italian doing this? Astonishing. And all the rest of you piss off home while my real friends and family can enjoy the real part of the wedding. That's right. Bye. Oh, leave 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 your presents on the way out. <laughs> and then after dinner, they're welcome to come back for our live oh, evening music. Do you think Jesus day. would have done that? Yes. Please. No. What he did is he just made magic, the food go. He, he just made the food go further. <laughs> I can't magic wine out of water. Uh, and that's not what I was thinking. I was thinking of other fish. But it was at a wedding when he did the water into wine, so mine yes. was more appropriate. What would Jesus do? <laughs> would you have had a second class wedding? What do you, so you think we just shouldn't invite the people we can't afford to feed? I think, I think I, I genuinely, I think it's less of an insult. I've been invited to a wedding in a, in a couple of months where I've been invited to the before and afters and not the middle bit, and I'm absolutely delighted. Don't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go to that wedding. I'm delighted. I don't want to have to sit through the boring meal. I, I feel go. sorry for everyone who's inviting for food. I wouldn't go. You're going to come anyway. He couldn't miss it. <sighs> he wouldn't miss it for the world. Judith is coming. Judith will be there on her own. Oh, no, we've decided no babies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, so, so I'm glad your niece won't be attending. That's right. My niece and nephew shall not be welcome. No one under the age of ten. I've decided because they may not. They may behave improperly. Nobody and it's my age. wedding. My wedding day is a very serious day where everyone is to behave in accordance to my wishes. I've always said that the wedding is not for you. Your, your marriage is for you. The wedding is for the public proclamation thereof. It's for the public and your associates to enjoy the fact of your union. So when people go on about how it's the bride's special day, no, it isn't actually. The bride must put up and shut up, as must the groom. 
we should just behave at the whim and behest of the audience. Yes, actually. Yeah. We can't really say audience anymore. That's how we planned ours. That's how we planned ours, and it worked. Well, there you go. So you're d- I'm sorry to have disgusted you, but it's the best we can we, afford. We invited everybody who If our to listeners play. would only hand over, if every one of our 10,000 <laughs> listeners would only hand over their million pounds, um, <laughs> of which I've noticed not a single million pounds came in since we asked no. for it last week. No, that's true. Um, not even one. You would have thought, okay, I, was, I wasn't expecting there to be ev- over a billion, but I expected one or two million, at least. It's just, it's just unbelievable, isn't it? They just yeah. take. Take, take, take. If you do have a million pounds, you can send it to podcast at rumdoings.com. And we'll send you a commemorative sugar tong. If you send us a million pounds, I will invite you to the before and after portions of the wedding, but not for food, because we can't afford that. Yes. <laughs> you can watch everybody else eat. That's right, you can sit at the side and watch. Mmm, this pork is delicious! You can watch everybody eat. Can I skip one if it's really boring? No, actually. Ugh. I don't know how to say that, you're the German. Marcus Nakmus. There you oh. go. Yep. He's a footballer. Can we move on? <laughs> yes. Thanks. Alright, this is brilliant. Nut! <laughs> really? Nut! Brackets fruit. <laughs> we'll make up your mind. <laughs> See, I told you fruit was a more general Nuts. term. Nut, okay, I mean... What? Do you want to know what a nut is? Because you probably don't know, Nick. Yeah, go on then. A nut, you probably think some sort of tortoise. Yes. A nut is a high and this is, I can't understand why, because it's got a hard shell, and that's where mm. you get confused. Yes. A nut is a hard-shelled fruit of some plants having an indecent seed. Indecent uh, seed? Indecent, an indecent seed. Oh, Richard Herring talks about indecent seed all the time. Ah. Exactly. While a wide variety of dried seeds and fruits are called nuts in English... Only a number of them are considered by biologists to be true nuts in So, for example, a peanut is not a nut. Not a nut. It's a legume. Legume. Like a pea, in other words. Hence, peanut. You pea. Nut. Yes. Nuts are an important source of nutrients for both humans and wildlife. Do you like nuts? I'm not sure they're necessarily an important source of nutrients for humans. They are. I think humans would scrape by without nuts. They would, but they are important. I'm sure they're important for wildlife, but they're I'm very not quite good. sure they humans are reliant upon them. They, 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 on their natural state, they it's are. excellent for energy and so forth, for sure. Uh, do, do you like nuts? Yes, I do. Or do you find them a bit worthy? Oh, I like... I like chav nuts. Mm. I don't like uh, mi- lots of salt and spence roasty stuff. things. Exactly. Like. Yes, when they be- you can barely taste the nut for all the yeah. all the coating. That's when I'm with it. Right. Especially if it's in- encrusted in chocolate and M M&M and M sugar. No, 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 <laughs> no. no. You not allowed those? No, no. I, I don't. I like nuts when they're on their own. Yes. Or when they're savoury roasted, as you described. My favourite would However, be honey roasted. Yeah, honey roasted is cashews. Delicious. However, when they're mixed with chocolate, mm-hmm. or peanut butter is mixed with chocolate, or anything like that. No. Okay, oh, interesting. Nick, Nick wagged his finger there. I get very listening. angry. Nick, we've been going for 45 minutes already. On this nonsense. I know. Let's have one more topic and then we'll end. Okay, one more. Can you believe it's gone that quickly? No. Oh, I've just clicked on current events. That's no good. That's no good. Because they won't be current in, when they listen to this. Nick, don't give away the magic. Come on, then. Here we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a w- this article is not marked as a stub, despite being less than one sentence long. Yes. Atasca. Oh. Atasca is a genus of moth in the family of Archidae. Arc- Arctidae. My... Uh, and literally, it, that's all it says, the whole article. My sister-in-law loves moths. Oh, it is, it does is marked as a stub. Say that again. My sister-in-law loves moths. She, no one should love her, they're horrible things. She, she goes out at night and has a little box with a light in it, with a special trap. 
and in the morning this box is full of trapped moths. Does she well then spread them on toast? <laughs> no, she she then looks at them and compares them with moths in a special book. <laughs> and then, and <laughs> I spy book of moths. And yes, and then she lets them free. Oh, I thought then she stamps on them. <laughs> no, I hate moths, and I believe moths should be swatted as any other insect. She doesn't like butterflies. She likes moths. She does, does, she, does she actively dislike butterflies? Yes. Piss off with your bright colours, you show off. Yes, some few moths have bright colours. Most of them are drab and brown, admittedly. I hate moths. I, I, I probably have a slight phobia of moths. Racist. Because I, when they come in the room, I act very peculiarly. And I yeah. think they should be swatted. And, I, and sometimes if you hit them off hard enough, yeah. you'll not find the body. It'll just dust. <laughs> you just evaporate them to dust. Evil. Evil. Which is great. What's the biggest thing you're willing to kill? I don't like killing anything. So you wouldn't swat a fly? No, I don't. Even if they're if even in the bath, you know, before you pour the bath, mm-hmm. and they say there's a little gnat or something crawling along the bottom, yep. of it, I'll put a little piece of toilet paper so it can crawl out. Really? I, I think it's... You should become a Buddhist. I have a certain, or one of those nuns that sweeps the path. I have a certain them. Buddhist sensibility about such things. I think it's uncouth to unnecessarily to kill something like that. That's, a, that's interesting. Mm. I couldn't give a toss about naps. I, I quite uh, happily squish them. I, I'm very good at catching them with my hand. No, I, I, I think that... them off my finger. I find that upsetting. I'm sorry. I, I, I empathise with the gnat. But your mum is half not half uh, natish, isn't she? She's half natish. Yes. Yeah, so that's probably a lot to do with it. Yeah, there's a problem. Because like, for course... instance, I have a problem when people kill the Welsh. Yes. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, actually, I mean, you asked how big, uh, yes. as, big as big as a Welsh, as big as a I'm Welsh to kill. Okay. I can't believe that's the biggest thing. I... What's the biggest thing you have ever killed? The biggest thing I've ever killed. Mm-hmm. Someone's hope. <laughs> I killed a rabbit in my car by mistake once. That was very sad. I think that's probably the biggest thing I've ever killed. Oh, apart from that child, but that doesn't really count. Is the child dead or barely alive in the basement? It's a coma. What's a coma? Where does a coma count? Brain dead, I suppose. Yeah. That's what happens when you inject them with antifreeze, I guess. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, well, All that reminds me of um, they're, they're, they're The Man blood, with Two Brains. I love that film. Their blood will never get cold. <laughs> <laughs> the Man with Two Brains? I've not actually seen it. Oh, it's super. I can't, I can't watch because it's got Steve Martin in it. Oh, you do have a Steve Martin, but it's pre-rubbish Steve Martin. Oh, it's when he was good. Oh, okay. It's absolutely superb film, and it's also got David Warner as the bad guy, which is a great David pleasure. Williams. Right. David Warner acting, chewing at the furniture. Uh-huh. Um, just brilliant. What am I doing now? You're chewing at the furniture. I, literally I can't believe you put that foul sofa in your <laughs> oh, mouth. Oh, God. It's got snakes. Goodness yeah. knows what diseases you've now inherited from this. So you would, so you would recommend thing. that I watch it and I won't be angry with it? No, I really don't think you will. It's a very funny film. As funny as Airplane. It's almost in that league, bizarrely. It's, um, it's got similar zany, not zany, but you know, similar yeah. sort of n- nonsense humour in there as well. Good. Um, you know, like a, an ancient castle that's, that's, um, where the walls are incredibly thin. Oh, good. And can break quite easily. Um, yeah, I, I, like I love it. it. It doesn't feature the Pointy Bird poem. Oh, no. Which appears in his other two great movies, L.A. Story and um, Roxanne. Yeah. I love that poem. It goes, Oh, Pointy Bird, Pointy Bird, anointy... <laughs> I can't remember, it's something like, a Pointy Bird, Oh, Pointy Bird, anointy, ninety, anointy, ninety. Something like that. Right. It's like anointy. So anyway, I'm done there. At Rum Doings. Yeah, at Rum Doings to follow us. Uh, Pointyrumdoings.com to find us, um, which you probably already did because otherwise you wouldn't be listening. And um, rum doings at po- podcast.rumdoings.com. iTunes reviews. iTunes, write iTunes reviews. They're really good because they help us. They make us look like we have more listeners. We have like 7 billion listeners. Um, and no one actually writes any and iTunes three reviews. iTunes reviews. <laughs> three iTunes reviews. So yeah, even if they're one star, just don't do that. No. Um, put nice ones. 
eight star reviews. <laughs> eight star reviews or nothing else. But how about a four star review? Because we're not perfect. We're not brilliant. Yeah. We're not five out of five. Yeah. But you can't, everyone seems to mark one or five. It seems to be the two options. Mm. Give us a four star review because that's how good we are. We're at least as good as. I'd say we're three or four, and I'd like to say four just to be immodest. Thirty-three and the third. No, four. we're long players. Oh, you're boring. All right, bye. <laughs>